Welcome to Omnipotent Growth with Cal. I'm an acting leader for more than a decade and your leadership trainer and coach. Each week you'll hear exceptional stories and interviews, as well as actionable strategies and tactics that you can implement right away. I want to thank you for spending some time to grow as a leader. Hello guys, in another episode of Omnipotent Growth with Cal. Today our topic is Living remotely, challenges of working remotely for managers and leaders. Our guest today is Mr. Christo Mishev, and uh, it's a great pleasure to represent him in the start of our episode, uh, as he's uh, uh, our colleague from the Executive MBA program. Uh, so he has decades of experience as uh, a professional. Uh, he started uh, in a support business, uh, his career, but then he moved to quality assurance and then uh, operations management. He had uh, big projects uh, with uh, Microsoft, Netgear, and also Cisco, managed uh, teams uh, anywhere from 50 to 500 people. Uh, lately, he's a director in one very big firm uh, doing uh, BPO. Uh, he has a lot of uh, great responsibility that we are going to hear about today. So, Christo, welcome. Uh, did we miss something in our introduction? Uh, thank you, guys. No, actually, you didn't. Uh, uh, first of all, thank you for inviting me for, for this uh, um, participation. Uh, from what you said, I kind of uh, it made me think that uh, uh, normally. Uh, in the, things that we think of as a short term uh, and turn to be a long term ones. <laughs> Why I'm saying that? Because um, when I started in this industry, I started pretty much on a kind of temporary basis. I just came back from uh, studying abroad and I met a colleague of mine in the university. I had to take some exams, but also was looking for a job. Uh, not Nothing serious. And he was like, okay, there's this new company. They offer some great opportunities. Why don't you come? Well, I came, I joined, and I started my journey from from like an entry position to what you described. Why well, I'm saying this? Because uh, currently we are in a situation where we all think of the COVID-19 situation as something temporary. But at the end of the day, we need to be mindful of the long-term effects that this situation has. I'm hoping, I'm, and I'm sure you're also hoping that this would be a temporary thing and we will be able to get our proper graduation in, in, in a few months. Yeah, in October. As you know, it was postponed. <laughs> yeah. But at the same time, I'm hoping that the discussion that we'll have would give some insight to people as to how to cope with some of the challenges when it comes to uh, addressing this situation from a management leadership standpoint. Mm. So thanks again for inviting me. Yeah. Uh, to, to add to the introduction of Christo, he's also passionate about music. Uh, he's a drummer in a rock band, and we'll talk about it uh, a little bit later in the episode. Christo, I was impressed by your career path and growth. Uh, in our last talk uh, with Tor, we discussed what, we, uh, what are the required qualities uh, when you climb the corporate ladder, starting from the bottom to the executive position, like, like more or less your path. What is your take on this question? What traits are required at the beginning of the career? And what else do you need to build to grow professionally? Absolutely. Um, uh, I think uh, your previous episode covered uh, most of it. And I'm kind of in full agreement with what uh, Toshko said. What I would add is that 
in general, you need a few core competences that throughout your journey uh, should be there. And those are uh, related to your uh, willingness to learn, mm-hmm. uh, w- willingness to develop, willingness maybe to develop others and willingness to be able to receive feedback because these are, yeah. I think, the four, let's say, core uh, competences. Because um, um, it's uh, also very important, actually, that I'll introduce my concept of small goals, that you have realistic but small goals. What I mean is that you cannot become a great whatever leader in a day. You cannot become, um, um, you cannot be motivated if you fail to achieve your goals. So small goals, realistic ones, definitely have a plan, but also being able to deliver on this plan. Mm-hmm. Not only for you as a motivation, but also for your recognition within the organization, because it can compromise trust when it comes to mm-hmm. you not being able to achieve your own goals, yeah. which is also important. Uh, trust is also key because uh, you need to be trusted not only by, uh, first of all, by yourself, but not, not only by your bosses, but also f- uh, from trusted by your peers, your direct reports. So trust is all all the way um, mapped mm. through your journey from entry to, to a higher position, so to say. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, I'm sure you would agree with that. Um, what else? Um, I mentioned feedback. Feedback, uh, it's a gift uh, to, to be able to provide feedback, and it's also very important to be able to receive feedback. Now we live, um, we work on jobs that uh, we think we, we're doing a great job or we don't think, uh, or maybe we don't know we're not doing a great job. Mm. So basically, uh, when it comes to feedback, you need to consider that everybody is entitled to receive their feedback. Mm. Um, and we are more prone to provide positive feedback because yeah. uh, realistically, yeah. you when you provide That's negative easier. feedback, yes. Yeah. You, you kind of challenge a little bit uh, the, the status quo and uh, um, it's not as easy. But in reality, if you are uh, able to provide negative feedback the right way, like on time, directly without postponing or sugarcoating it to the extent that it, it loses its value, uh, it, you achieve more because at the end of the day, we learn more from our mistakes than we mm-hmm. we do mm-hmm. from our successes. It's great to be successful. It gets you motivated. Push it pushes you through the, let's say, the steps mm-hmm. or through the plan. But uh, you learn more when it comes to uh, receiving uh, feedback. I've been fortunate enough to be working with people who challenged me in a way that they were able to always provide feedback when things were not. Could have been done differently mm-hmm. when things could uh, literally were not done at all. Well, uh, mm-hmm. which is uh, which is also really important. Just made constructive, not uh, like uh, yelling or something like that. Well, sometimes, sometimes. <laughs> it, uh, there's another thing. Maybe we'll speak about this later. Mm-hmm. But uh, um, it's really when you care about the people. It's really difficult to keep your emotions at bay 100%. Sometimes mm-hmm. you would yell, but done the right way, I guess it's uh, even more. It's yeah. a wake-up call. Great. Yeah. Cool. So uh, the things that you said, I'm pretty sure that uh, you experienced uh, on your own. And uh, my reflection on your words is connected to uh, the feedback. As I said, I always um, support constructive feedback. And um, I really think that uh, if you 
show that you're there for the person, you can say whatever is needed. Mm-hmm. Like if you are not the, the, the seagull type of way, like uh, coming, shouting and going away <laughs> again, uh, I think that you can achieve a lot with uh, even negative feedback. Yeah. Uh, and for the other thing, I really liked your idea of uh, small tasks. Uh, because um, when you uh, get really focused on the big picture, sometimes it's overwhelming and you are not willing to even start. Uh, mm. You're not uh, knowing where to start. Yeah. And uh, it's it's uh, somewhat, uh, yeah, stressing. Yes. But when you do little bricks, <laughs> brick by brick, brick by and uh, you, you build a great. So now let's turn to to your experience uh, and the topic today we tend to be uh, a bit uh, uh, like drained from from the the part that we have to do all day meetings uh, we have to do everything online uh, it's difficult to make restric- uh, restrictions yeah. uh, so what is your uh, point of view on the topic uh, what is your experience from absolutely uh, thanks uh, Carl, for the question So it's um, it we've been operating, let's say, remotely for a few months now, um, and it's good because now we can make a reflection of mm. what what was, yeah. uh, what has been actually the situation. Uh, so it's challenging, I would say. Um, I would ch- it's challenging because uh, some type of businesses don't operate hundred percent remotely. Of course, in every business, there there's different uh, there are different positions that people have the self discipline of working remotely or, in, or independently. But uh, moving hundred uh, percent of the organization remotely uh, has its own uh, let's say challenges. Mm. So basically, what is happening is that for positions that you don't have um, the habit of working remotely. You lose a lot of the face-to-face communication. Mm-hmm. You lose a lot of uh, being there, as you mentioned, because now you have to be uh, somewhere else, which is everywhere in the virtual <laughs> space, yeah. uh, and uh, mostly over the phone or uh, when you have a conference call through uh, video oh, yeah, communication. Yeah. yeah. yeah um, and, and the cha- uh, and the challenges are also related to the fact that. Uh, Things are not changing only for you, but the situation is also dynamic. So you have a situation where you're you're accustomed to one one way of doing your business. You know that there are some exceptions. You know that, uh, for example, there are some holidays with regards to to a country or to some mm. specifics when it comes to local culture. But now local culture or the dynamics of the situation impact a lot your company culture. And this creates another uh, situation where you need to be flexible, and it requires a lot of bold decisions because mm. being flexible, you also need to be able to to change things. Uh, uh, and in a situation in a situation like this, changing things uh, requires some kind of determination. Mm. So my take is uh, basically you need to be in a position where you you find a balance point. You find a balance point because uh, literally you work from home, which means that you, you don't leave your home. So you need to set some boundaries for yourself in the sense that um, you need some some kind of rules for yourself, which mm-hmm. is ironic because we're talking about flexibility and now we're talking about rules. <laughs> you need to be able to, to set up some rules for your team, some guidelines. Yeah. For example, response time to an email. 
Uh, there is no situation where you can just walk across your desk to your colleague and remind them of mm. uh, whatever needs to be done. Yeah. Uh, you need to be extremely careful with, with your communication. So you need to over-communicate rather than assume that you, that, that everyone understood what, what you meant. You have to be in a position where uh, everybody is engaged. For example, in, in, a, in a team meeting, uh, when you have uh, over the uh, in a room, you you have visibility on how people react to what you say. Yeah. Over the phone, you will always have the quiet listener, which is not okay. Everybody needs to be asked for their opinion, uh, even yeah. if their opinion is the same as uh, their colleagues. Mm -hmm. But this puts them in a position that they are engaged. And also, it's also important to to recognize the fact that in a dynamic situation. Obtaining the consensus of everybody in the room is important to achieve whatever needs to be achieved um, because there, there are a lot of variables and um, we need to be uh, approaching variables in a way that there is consensus from, from, from your team. Uh, I think that's uh, pretty much what is uh, like the basic few things. So, so it's a great point. I, I cannot uh, uh, stop myself from mentioning with um, extracting everything from, from the people in the call. Uh, my personal uh, opinion, I noticed that uh, the quiet people that are usually quiet in the common meeting room that we had mm -hmm. uh, b mm -hmm. beforehand, before this situation, are now even quieter. Like uh, yes. if you don't uh, ask, if you don't approach or engage, you, you won't get, uh, and maybe there is something very valuable there because um, some of those people that are introverts, this is our, one of our yeah. uh, favorite yeah. topics, yes. Yes. Uh, uh, they tend to have uh, key insights on topics. Yeah. So um, for me, it's crucial that uh, you find a way to add all of, of the necessary, all of the, the great information that you have in, in this call, in this conference, and put it into the shared uh, meaning uh, pool. Like Absolutely. This is a, a term that com comes from the book uh, Crucial Conversations. Yeah. But um, th this is uh, the, key, the key way that's making the, the manager in a good decision position. Because if you mm -hmm. don't uh, have all the opinions, you're not... Uh, uh, informed correct exactly yeah cool great so thanks for sharing Absolutely. yeah uh, by the way just last night i, I read a very interesting uh, article about uh, the introverts in the current situation uh, where everything is on uh, video conference calls and one of the advices there was uh, to include them uh, but not to speak in front of everyone else even even though they're uh, home alone uh, but rather include them in a uh in a chat or something like like this where they can type their, mm -hmm. they can write their their opinion and so yeah. that uh, mm -hmm. their opinion is also expressed uh, yes. it's a back back to the topic um, one of the challenges uh you mentioned in in our uh, preliminary talks was um the challenging the challenge to to train people online uh, have you already found a satisfactory solution to, to this issue? We hope so. Um, it's not only training uh, that had to be done online. Basically, like we mentioned, 100% switch from on-site to remote. Uh, and uh, what's required from our end is basically to make the training fit the media, the channel. And mm. channel is remote. So training needs to be really engaging. 
uh, like we mentioned, everybody needs to be engaged in training. Uh, trainers need to be very mindful of the fact that it's very hard to create a sense of team uh, when people are remote because they're mm. different people. Some are comfortable with uh, the situation. Some mm. are quiet by nature and they become even more quiet, uh, like, like we discussed. But yeah. the training needs, need, needs to be in a position to, to engage, make the, uh, the content uh, lively. Uh, trainees need to have the possibility to, to know the rules, again, talking about rules, that they can interrupt at any time if something is not clear, that they can probably pose their questions on a shared point that the trainer would make sure they cover. There's no possibility to go on a coffee break and if you yeah, didn't uh, yeah. get something, get you ask your colleague, what was that? Exactly. Because by the time you address a gap, the training probably would be over uh, if you mm -hmm. kind of leave it ne ne neglected. Uh, so these are uh, some key things, but also it's really important that you take training in combination with other processes. You cannot simply uh, m um, think that you have accommodated the training to be uh, done remotely, but you have not accommodated, for example, hiring. Hiring is is key as training or mm -hmm. the onboarding because this needs to be looked at as as one big thing. Otherwise. Uh, you you are, you may be in a position that you think that you've accommodated one thing for the remote uh, scenario, but the rest actually you 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 created more confusion mm. than than solution. You're missing out exactly. Mm -hmm. So that's uh, something uh, that uh, you need to be mindful of. Yeah. So I think it's working. So we we managed to train quite a few people remotely, uh, and the, the important thing is that. For each class, we were in a position to revise what went well, mm -hmm. what could, could have been done differently, and most importantly, we have uh, taken steps to, to improve. Uh, yeah. So we we improved. Depending on the the situation and on the type of business, I also have my my personal experience with that, and uh, we created uh, an academy which was uh, very uh, carefully executed uh, with mentors and uh, with uh, uh, you have full body of lectures, but then, then you have mentors uh, for the practical stuff that are um, a direct implementation of what you learn. Mm -hmm. And then the, the results were outstanding, actually. Uh, I, I guess people are feeling uh, more, I don't know, uh, more secure and more motivated to, to try out new stuff when they're in their safe environment and home. Maybe. But uh, yeah, they, they really try to do some very advanced stuff, which are, uh, was a pleasant surprise for me. Hmm. Yeah, okay, so uh, now to, as we are the, the leadership podcast, um, yes. our signature question, uh, what is your recipe uh, for leadership growth as an operations director? Uh, it's a great question. Uh, the recipe is um, you need to be in a position to uh, actually learn from what you do, to be mm. mindful and self-aware of mm. what mindful. you do. I already mentioned the fact that I've been fortunate enough to receive feedback from great people. Mm. Uh, but the, the, the thing that uh, puts you through is what you do with this feedback. So basically, mm. you need to uh, accept it, admit it, um, think of what to do, and just move forward. Yeah. Otherwise, uh, you there's no value in the feedback. And I also mentioned something... Uh, that uh, we discussed previously about the small goals. I just uh, th thought of uh, a 
good quotation I really like is that uh, when you have a, a small goal plan, realistic goals, uh, actually you may achieve uh, more. There's this saying that uh, small hinges may sway very big doors, <laughs> um, yeah. which is uh, a good illustration of good metaphor. Yeah, good metaphor how things are uh, interrelated. Um, what else? Very important is that not only receive the feedback, but also be able to, if you have any, um, let's say, fears, you need to mm. be uh, able to confront your fears. Mm. Postponing would not get you anywhere. Actually, you would only postpone the resolution. For example, uh, we talked about negative feedback. People uh, sometimes on a leadership role would refrain from providing negative feedback to their colleagues because... Um, they, they're not comfortable with it mm, but yeah. you need to to do it because this would not help you and this would not help your Correct. your team yeah and then at the end of the day if you uh postpone you in a way postpone your growth but you also postpone some kind of uh put hold on the growth of your team and it, mm. it makes no sense if you don't have a strong team to push you through uh by postponing so that's you need to be able to find a balance in this situation. Uh, so these are key, I think. Yes. Uh, when you are talking about postponing, I'm always thinking about procrastination. If mm. you know something is good for you, but you're not doing it. And there is a very, I would say, cute book. It's called The Five Second Rule. Yeah. And uh, the, the book is the title. Right. <laughs> so basically, if you want to do something that you really don't want to do, you have to do it in five seconds. You count uh, from five to one and then you do it, like uh, getting out of bed or starting something. Like uh, uh, you received some feedback and then you say, damn it, I want to uh, do it, but uh, I have so many stoppers in me that uh, I'm always procrastinating. Then yeah. just try it out. Uh, Kai, uh, count from five to one and just start doing it. <laughs> and then, when this becomes a habit, yeah. Uh, before I had the kid, uh, this was my way of uh, okay. getting up uh, before 6 a.m., and uh, it really works. So uh, this is this is my take on on procrastination on the on the uh, constructive feedback. Absolutely. Okay. Cool. Uh, okay. So now let's let's uh, switch the conversation a bit to the funny part of it. Okay. <laughs> in the beginning, I mentioned that that you play the drums in a in a rock band. Could you please tell us a bit more about it? What is the feeling go going out in front of a public, get them excited, uh, making fun? Is there anything that you can take from the drums playing mm. and transfer it to your leadership style? Yeah, great question. Again, uh, yes, there is. So my, I have a long story with playing drums. I started when I was like a teen, teenager. Mm. So for the, for the years we have been recording, doing some concerts, and it's a really great feeling to be in front of uh, people playing your favorite music, on your favorite instrument, but, uh, and of course, people like what you do. Mm. But the thing is that uh, in itself, drums, um, probably like all instruments or all things that you need to be good at, require a lot of practice and a lot of patience. So mm. uh, drums uh, may be even boring because you need to repeat one and the same thing hundred thousand yeah. times. <laughs> so... Uh, what I'm trying to say is that by the time you are performing and you appreciate it on the stage, you have developed yourself um, and you have become a star for yourself rather than being the mm. rock star for the audience. Because all the practice, all, 
all the patience, all the persistence that it was required. So if you take this and you translate it into leadership, mm-hmm. uh, these are qualities that are required in leadership. Persistence, Indeed. patience, the small goals concept, as I mentioned, you can become a great drummer overnight. Uh, in the same way you cannot become a great leader overnight. Yes. Indeed. Yeah. So these are things that uh, I think there there is a relationship, at least to me, um, um, in this sense. Uh, also, um, I'm joking with my bandmates that uh, we are we as a band are as good as the drummer is. <laughs> but at the same time, uh, when you think about it, a team in general is good as their leader is, or um, an organization is as great as their as their leadership is, which is uh, I guess another analogy that we can make when mm-hmm. we compare drumming or music to to leadership. And there's one more thing. Um, it's interesting to to say to know that actually the, the drummer keeps the beat, mm-hmm. and it's uh, again uh, numeric four four three four seven eight whatever the beat. Yeah. But at the same time, they they are the uh, pivot to 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 make improvisation in in a band because you on one hand you keep the beat, so again some kind of rules, but at the same time you are the the person or the position that inspires improvisation. Mm. Which again, uh, leadership uh, should be also an inspiration. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Great analogy. Yeah. yeah. So these are a few things that uh, I think overlap between mm-hmm. drums and leadership. Quite nice. And the time with you, one hundred percent on the trying out uh, day by day, hard work, yeah. and this persistence, uh, persistency, and the ability to uh, embrace learning is what can move you in whatever direction. Anyway, anyway this absolutely. Is, yeah, the concept. Okay, Christo. So we want to thank you a lot. It was a great pleasure and honor to have you on our show. Yeah. Uh, for our listeners and for our viewers, don't forget to subscribe to the channel, share uh, the content, and uh, see you next week. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Thank you. It was a pleasure, guys.